The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So in a few minutes we'll go out and practice the walking aspect, the walking meditation. At one point when I was practicing with Saito Utejaniya in Burma, I was in a group, a discussion group with Saito, and somebody in the group asked him, Saito, how do you practice walking meditation? And he said, I don't practice walking meditation. I practice awareness while walking. So that turns it around a little bit. And so that's what we're going to explore, being aware while walking. So the same instructions apply. Relax. Notice awareness. Are you aware? What are you aware of? And from time to time checking the relationship to what you're aware of. So for walking meditation, the relax piece, I find one of the easiest ways into the relax piece in walking meditation is to begin with an awareness of what feels comfortable in terms of pace. So finding a pace of ease. So walk at a pace that the body just feels like, yeah, that feels good, that feels comfortable. So start there, finding a pace that feels comfortable. And then as you find that pace, Just exploring. Am I aware? What's obvious? In the walking practice, there's a lot more happening than in the sitting uh, in some ways. I mean, in some ways, there's not more happening because what happens in our body and mind, there's basically, as Joseph Goldstein says, there's only six things ever happening. There's seeing, smelling, hearing, tasting, touching, and things happening in the mind. And yet when we are um, in sitting meditation, um, the eyes are closed, so we're not seeing as much. We're still in body, so we're not moving as much. We're probably not smelling. We're definitely not tasting, unless there's maybe a little bit of food that gets dislodged from breakfast or something. So, so mostly we're attending to body, hearing, and mind in the sitting meditation. And so in the walking in the addition of the movement and the addition of seeing are, are big areas of um, added practice. And I would say that this is a, a, a real um, practice in exploring how to become mindful more in our daily lives. It's a, it's a formal practice that we'll be doing of exploring mindfulness and movement. But not just about the movement, It's not just about like focusing on the attention of the feet. A lot of times in the walking practice, we we, we use it as a concentration practice. That's a way that we've taught, uh, that we often teach here on day longs to focus on the feet, to have it be a concentration practice. Here in this day long, we're exploring a broader kind of awareness. And so when we're practicing mindfulness while walking, the aspect of the movement of the body is one aspect that we'll become aware of. But also I would say seeing and hearing are going to be really predominant. They're going to be a big part of what we notice. 
It's very natural to be aware of seeing while walking. We have to be aware of seeing while walking so we don't run into things. And so that's, it's very natural for the attention to orient towards seeing. So the exploration here is, you know, what, what's obvious? A lot of what's obvious might be seeing. But then maybe a, a, a motorcycle goes by and whew, the attention is on hearing. And maybe um, a little bit of time, the attention is just on the body moving through space. So just not needing to direct the attention again, but noticing in this way of not being in the driver's seat, what is coming to you? What's obvious? What's coming to you in the walking practice? An area that I'll point your attention to or just to um, highlight as an area of experience that can become more obvious uh, while walking is the distinction between seeing and looking. So in our in our uh, way of being with experience, seeing is one way of receiving the, ex- the field of sight. You know, that we're kind of taking in the whole field of sight, kind of in a broad brush way, kind of a landscape kind of way. This is a way that our mind and our eyes work sometimes. It's, it's not looking at things one by one, but just taking in kind of the broader picture, the landscape or the whole of the field of seeing. And then, at times, the attention will very naturally move to look at something. So there can be this shift between seeing and looking and back to seeing. So this is a natural functioning of our minds. It's, I mean, this is partly how we navigate crossing the road, for instance. You know, that we're, we're maybe seeing and a movement catches our, our eye and we look and it's like, oh, there's a car, so the, uh, the, the factor or the aspect of the mind shifting from seeing to looking as we're getting ready to cross a crosswalk, really helpful that we notice a car, that we look at the car, see how far away it is, see how fast it's moving. All of that serves to keep us alive. And so it's not that we're trying to not look, but what I'd like to encourage is recognizing when the attention shifts between the more, the more receptive seeing and the more active looking. So just noticing that shift from seeing to looking. And what is it that creates that shift? Often I'd say there are two pieces I've seen in my own experience of that shift. And one is when there's movement in the field of seeing. As soon as there's movement, it's like the attention will often collapse onto that. It'll just like zoom in on what's moving. A bird a puppy dog, a car, a leaf falling, the attention will very naturally be gravitated to that. It's not, it's, it's not even me doing it. It's like something in our system that orients towards movement. Or color is another big area of, of attention. If there's a spot of color in a field of, of kind of other color, the attention can be drawn to that too. And so in this exploration, noticing this distinction, seeing, looking. You don't have to go back to seeing if you notice yourself looking. Notice how long the looking lasts. You know, maybe, maybe the mind is interested in looking at that thing for a little while, but you're going to keep walking. And so at some point, it will kind of move out of the field of vision. And maybe at that point, it moves back to seeing.
The same distinction we can become aware of in hearing. The distinction between hearing and listening. Taking in kind of the general field of sound, of ambient sound, and listening to something. Again, when a a, a sound arises rapidly in our field of hearing, often our attention will orient to it. If it's a really loud sound, often our attention will orient to it. And so again, noticing that distinction. When does the attention shift from hearing to listening? And just noticing too, just the, the flow of experience. There's, there's a lot also that goes on in the mind. I've, I've called this day-long mindfulness of mind. And uh, you know, this practice begins to move more and more to understanding what's happening in our minds. And so the, the exploration of the shift between seeing and looking and hearing and listening, this is something going on in our minds. Our minds are deciding to make this shift. It's not our eyes deciding to do that. And so we're learning something about the factor of attention in noticing the shift between seeing, looking, seeing, looking, hearing, and listening. So this is a factor of mind, beginning to notice that. Um, we also may start to notice intentions or reasons. Like, as I said before, I'm just going to encourage you to take a walk through the neighborhood. You know, so... Often we, we encourage just a back and forth walking as a simplification of what's going on so that we can just focus on our feet. We don't have to look at the decisions we make. Here, I'm going to be asking you to notice your decisions. So you're walking through the neighborhood. What makes you choose to go left or right? Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Maybe it's, um, you know, you're at a corner and... Uh, a spot of color on the other side of the street calls your attention and the, there's an interest and the body follows that interest. Be curious about how the mind leads experience. There's a famous statement in the Dhammapada. I'll just do the first piece of it. Mind is the forerunner of all things. It's our intentions. We we have an intention to act that's motivated by something. And so choice to turn left or right is not a random choice. There's something that motivates it, that informs it. So those are the basic instructions for walking. And again, you know, relax. Find a pace that feels comfortable. Notice awareness. Notice what's obvious. And every now and then check your relationship. How am I? What's the attitude in the mind? So we'll have about um, 35 minutes for walking. We'll come back at 11.30 and I'll ring a bell at about 11.25. So um, in walking a little further through the neighborhood, you might just set your watch so that you can know um, when to be back in the terrain so that you can hear the bell at 11.25 to come back. And at that point, we'll have a longer stretch of time for some questions and discussion about both what you're noticing and, um, and, and any questions you have about how to, how to work with this practice. So enjoy your walk.